joyful we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee, opening to the sun above, melts the clouds of Thank you for joining us for this program from the 9th Avenue Church of Christ in Haleville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe and will share our program with others. Now, we take you to the service of the 9th Avenue Church of Christ. Uh, you'll see uh, on the screen our title slide says, Just As I Am, and that's going to be um, our topic this morning. And I want to go ahead and give you uh, some insight as to what we're going to be talking about, not just today, uh, this morning, right here, right now in our worship service, but also tonight in our evening service, the, the lesson this morning will set up the lesson this evening, okay? So uh, essentially, we're going to get to a certain point uh, in our lesson this morning that will, that will give you a preview of what we're going to talk about tonight. And so I just want to plant that seed with you, and I hope to see you back this evening and those that are watching on the live stream as well. Uh, this just as I am uh, lesson is is one that I've I've had on my heart for a while, and and really uh, this morning's lesson is one that is is for those that are outside the body of Christ, those that may be thinking about uh, coming to Christ, or or maybe even coming back to Christ. Maybe you've uh, been a Christian, or or at least been involved in church, and you've fallen away, and you've gotten out of the habit, and and, and so this this is for you, but it's also for us as well, because there's a part that we play as the body of Christ uh, in that process with them, and so uh, thinking about that, you know, just as I am, just that concept, you know, that's that's how we are meant to go to the Lord, just as we are. Uh, you've heard it said, you know, uh, I, well, I, I need to get my life right before I, I start going to church. Well, that's actually the opposite. You know, you, you start going to worship and you go to God in order to get your life right. If, if you wait until you've got it all together, and I know that you've heard that said before. I know Matthew said it. Other people besides Matthew have said it. I've said it. Uh, but that saying is true. If you're waiting on the opportunity to get yourself right before you go to God, then you're probably not going to make it to God. You go to God in order to get things together. And that's what we're going to be talking about in our scripture that we've got on there. And I guess it helps if I turn this on uh, so that it'll, it'll click the slide for me. But uh, Matthew chapter 11, 28 to 30, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. All of you take up uh, my yoke and learn from me, my <clears throat> because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden is is like you know these these are these are words of Jesus you know to to come to him in the way that we are and so you know we got to ask ourselves the question well well what does that mean to me what does that mean you know I, I hear what Jesus is saying there so so what does that mean like how how is it that I'm supposed to to use these words and so you know it, and one of the things that you need to do 
is listen to his call. You want to listen to his call. Well, who is it that said those words? It's Jesus. Well, who is Jesus? Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. He is equal with God. He came down uh, from the throne of God to live in the form of mankind that he might be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. In that human form, he came and he lived among men, but he already knew the hearts of men. And so there wasn't anything that anyone that ever came in contact with Jesus that they could keep from him. And that same thing holds true today. But again, considering who Jesus is, he's God in the flesh. And so whenever he calls, we need to answer that call. We need to listen to that call. But also, he's just simply inviting us to come to him as we are. Come as you are. Again, you know, we we let off with the statement that if you are wanting to get your life right before you go to him, you're probably not going to make it to him because there's always going to be something that happens. You go to him as you are so that he can help you in the process of cleaning your life up and in the process of, of getting things in order. Because that's what we see. Uh, So many times in Jesus' life and ministry, we see people that would go to him in all these different states. One of of my favorite uh, instances is whenever uh, he's, he's at the well and he encounters the Samaritan woman at the well. And when you think about what's happening there, uh, one, she's a woman and two, she's a Samaritan woman at that. And so, you know, Jesus being a Jewish man, you know, those two things aside from the fact that it's Jesus, would not normally be. But Jesus has that encounter with her, and, and, he, and he, he doesn't put her down. He doesn't belittle her. He, he speaks to her with, with kindness and love and respect, but he doesn't just leave her where she is. And so, you know, he, te- he talks with her. He has that encounter with her. He teaches with her, and she goes away changed. But it's because of that interaction and the way that he interacted. And so the question that we have to ask ourselves is how and why do we go to him? So preacher, you're telling me that I need to go to Jesus, that I need to go to the Lord just as I am. Well, how and why do I do that? What does that look like? You know, you're you're asking me uh, these things and and, and you've got this this ask of, of what you're saying that I need to do. Well, what does that look like? Well, we go broken to be mended. And you're, you're going to see, those of you that are familiar with the, the song, Just As I Am, I Come Broken, you're going you're gonna to recognize some of these statements. You know, this is how that we go to Him. We come broken to be mended. You may have had something in your life that has caused you to be broken. Maybe that you're at your wit's end. Maybe it might be the loss of a job. It may be a failed marriage. It may be uh, a number of things that has just, you've reached your breaking point, okay? Well, no better place than the Lord to go to put those pieces back together. But not only that, you go wounded to be healed. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but if I were, I guarantee you there might be a lot of hands go up of anybody that has ever been church hurt. Church hurt. And I'm telling you right now, those of you that have never experienced, I, I'm, I'm not asking for a show of hands, but I just want you to, to do a little bit of self-reflection. If you have never experienced church hurt, 
I pray that you don't. Those of you that have, I'm thankful for you and how you have gotten through it. Maybe you're still struggling with it, but what I'm getting at is, you know, if you've never experienced church hurt, one of the first things that comes to mind is whether it be a person or a group of persons that church hurt you, that, that thought that comes to mind is of all people, people of God, I never would have thought that I would be wounded like that. Because if you've, if you've never experienced it, I don't really know what to tell you other than it's a pretty deep cut. It's a pretty deep wound, but it's still there. Maybe it's not even necessarily church hurt. You know, I brought up failed marriages. You know, when we go before God and, and all of the witnesses in our wedding ceremony, we, we always, uh, or at least I would hope that we think that we are entering into a covenant that is going to last throughout the remainder of each other's lives. And we also know that that's not always the case. Sometimes things happen. It's not always in our plan. It's not always something that we can control. Sometimes it is. But again, when those wounds happen, they are deep wounds. But we go to the Lord wounded to be healed. Sometimes we go to the Lord or we might need to go to the Lord desperate to be rescued. Desperate to be rescued. And again, all of these different things that we've already talked about can can fall under that umbrella of desperation because we are trying to get ourselves in a state that is better than what we are currently in. It might be that we are just empty. We have been poured out. We have given, and we have given, and we have given, and we have given, and we don't have anything left to, to give. We, we have served, we've done all the things, we've gone to you know the Bible classes, we've gone to the worship services, we've gone to all these different things, and, and, and we sit back and we look and we're just like, I don't have anything left, but I also don't necessarily have anything to show for it. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, that thought creeps into your mind that, that you're looking for a, uh, well, what, what, what is, what's in return for me? You know, you know, maybe we've taken our eyes off of that ultimate prize of that home in heaven that we're all longing for, hoping for, working towards. And, and we're looking and we're thinking about that, that earthly gain. Well, well, again, we're all human, and that's natural. But, you know, you go to the Lord, you know, empty so that He can fill you back up because, you know, that's, that's just what He does. You can't outgive God. You know, we go guilty to be pardoned. You know, one of, uh, another one of my favorite verses, you know, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 3, he reminds us that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But you think about that guilty to be pardoned. You know, why did Jesus ever even go to the cross to begin with? Because we had sin that needed to be forgiven of. There's not a single person in this room, a single person watching online right now, or someone that will watch later on as, it, as the uh, stream gets shared, those that may be tuning in to other streams and then they tune into ours later. There's not a single one of us that has never, ever sinned. Well, I mean, aside from our babies that don't even know what sin is, but you know what I mean. You, you get the picture. We're all guilty. Every one of us at some point in our life. But... It doesn't really matter what we've done. We should never feel like that we've done something so bad, so vile, so heinous that we cannot return to Him because there's not anything outside of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit that can't be forgiven, okay? Okay? 
This is yes. All right? So think about that. You know, there might be somebody in this room right now. There might be somebody watching this stream right now or that's going to watch this stream later that might be struggling with that. Preacher, I've done so many different things. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what I'm guilty of. Well, just think about what you're thinking right now, what you're guilty of. You're guilty and you need to be pardoned. And that's what that call is, that to come to the Lord, that Jesus is asking, you know, pleading for you to come to Him just as you are so that He can pardon you, that you are empty to be filled so that He can fill you back up. You're desperate so that He can rescue you, that you are wounded. He will provide that ultimate healing. We talk about Him as being the great physician. Broken to be mended. Nobody can put you back together like Jesus. And so you get, so you, you get those things and you're thinking about all of these things that we just talked about. And then the question comes to mind, well, what will the people of the church think of me? What will the people of the church think of me? And we're still, we're still focusing on those that are outside that body or maybe those that need to come back to the Lord just as they are. And they've got this thought in their head, well, what will the people of the church think about me? Because they know my past. They know my history. Maybe they know that I'm addicted to drugs or alcohol or pornography or that I've done all of these different things, whatever it might be, insert sin here. What will they think about me? I want to share a Bible verse with you. A Bible verse, or a, 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 it's, a, it's a, a passage set that has essentially inspired this entire message. And it comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. When the Apostle Paul writes, he says, Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people idolaters, adulterers, or anyone pre, uh, practicing homosexuality, no thieves, no greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. Thank the Lord Paul keeps writing and talking because this is what he says, verse 11 and 12. He says, and some of you used to be like this. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Folks, Paul's not just writing to the Corinthian church. I mean, yeah, in, in the context he is right now. But that's also for us right now. We don't need to get so far ahead of ourselves that we forget what state that we were in before we came to the Lord. There might be some of us, again, sitting in this room right now, watching the live stream uh, currently or going to go back and watch it later on the replay. Don't forget where you came from. You also have a past just like the people that need the Lord right now that don't have Him, have a past. But there's nothing that He cannot help you overcome. You just have to be ready, willing, and able. And so this is the part 
where I talk to us as the body for a moment. How do we put this into practice? And this is also, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it because I don't want to just preach tonight's sermon as well. Not yet anyway. That's for tonight. But how do we put that into practice? What does that look like for us as the body? When people that need to come to the Lord just as they are, what do we do or what do we need to do on their behalf as a body, as a church? There's three things, and we're not going to focus on them right now, but we're going to focus on them tonight. The first thing that we need to do is we need to be willing to listen. The second thing that we need to do is we need to be willing to learn. And the third thing that we need to do to put all of that into practice for them is that we need to be willing to love like Jesus. We need to be willing to love like Jesus. Because if we don't love like Jesus, then how can we ever expect other people to come to get to know that the love that Jesus has for us, that He also has that same love for them? How can we ever expect them to come to know that love? How can we ever expect them to have that same joy that we share if we don't love like Jesus? Some things to remember that we need to to keep in mind. Number one thing that we need to remember is that everyone comes from a different past. Everyone comes from a different past. There might be some folks in this room right now, some folks watching online, some folks that are going to be watching later, that maybe their past doesn't look like somebody else's past. There might be somebody that you're sitting next to right now that they come from a different background than you. I know for a fact, without pointing anybody out and calling anybody name, anybody by name, that we have people, even in this room right now, that were not necessarily born and raised, brought up inside the churches of Christ. That they came from either a Baptist background or a Methodist or, or Catholic or whatever. And, and that's okay. But what I'm getting at is that we all have different, we all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different paths. But number two, everyone has different present circumstances. Everyone has different present circumstances. We are not all in the exact same place in our walk with the Lord. And again, I'm talking to us as the body right now. We're not all in the same place in our walk with the Lord. But again, that's okay. We're all here for the exact same reason. I'm not sure who the oldest person in the room is. I have a pretty good idea. It doesn't matter. The point that I'm getting at is that everyone in here right now watching online, going to watch later, we're all here for the same purpose. Which brings me to number three. Everyone, regardless of your past, regardless of your present, everyone has the same opportunity for a better future. Everyone has the same opportunity for a better future. Well, preacher, what are you talking about? What do you, you say everyone has the same opportunity for a better future? Well, the better future that I'm talking about is not necessarily the future that we have right here, right now in this life. I'm talking about the same future that everyone, regardless of what your last name is, regardless of how many zeros you have in your bank account, the same future of a home in heaven with the Lord, because that's the only future that matters. Amen? I I can barely hear you say it again. Amen? 
There we go. All right. Now we're there. All right. Just as I am. Just as you are. That's how and why you go to the Lord. No other way. Just as you are. And that's what we talked about this morning. Tonight, I told you, Lord willing, our part two is going to be overcoming prejudice in the church. Overcoming prejudice in the church. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And the reason why we're going to talk about that is because here's the thing, folks. When people start coming to the Lord just as they are, it gets a little messy. Okay? Just, I'm just putting that out there. Just, just spoiler alert. It gets a little messy. Sometimes when people start coming, they don't always look like you. They don't always talk like you. They don't always dress like you. They might not even speak the same language as you. But the thing is, is that they are a soul just like you. And they matter just as much as you. Because just like them, at one point in your life, that's how you went to the Lord, just as you were. That's how they're coming to the Lord, just as they are. Let's pray. Holy God, our Father, we thank You so much. We thank You for... Jesus and His willingness to come and to to give His life. We thank You for Your great grace, Your great mercy, and Your great patience. And Father, we pray that You would forgive us of any unforgiven sins that we may have and that You would give us as the body of Christ, that You would give us strength, give us courage, Give us boldness to be Your hands and feet. To be, to be the people, God, that You have called us to be. To be the proper representatives of You. That others would have the desire to come to know You. That they would feel welcome. That they would feel loved just as they are. Father, we pray that we would love people enough to accept them in their current state. Not accepting their sin, but accepting them. But that we would also, God, that we would love them enough to not leave them where they are. We pray, Father, that that we would help them in their journey. Understanding, as you already know and understand, that it's going to be hard, that it's going to be messy but God, that we also had that same journey in our own lives. We pray, Father, that we would never forget where we came from, that we might help someone else, that they may be able to overcome, that they may have the same hope that we do. We pray, Father, Your will be done in all things, and we pray in the name of Jesus, Your Son, our Savior, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. Thou art giving and
forgiving, ever blessing, ever blessed. Thank you again for joining us, and please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel or our podcast. We can be found on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast provider. Also, leave us a five-star review, which will greatly assist in getting the message of God's love and salvation to others. You can also follow us on Facebook. Instagram. And Twitter. Be sure to join us again. And until then, remember to love like Jesus.